Welcome to this episode of Fortinet Live. I'm Jim Richberg, the field CISO at Fortinet, who works with the public sector. And with me is Willie Nelson, who recently joined us as the field CISO for Operational Technology, OT. Now, Willie is new to Fortinet, but he's not new to this area. He comes from a background in operational technology. So, Willie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So, Willie, you are really at ground zero for this topic, operational technology. So what is the state of cybersecurity according to the leaders you're talking to in the OT space? Well, you know, I'll actually start off with, like, you know, the the Fortinet has the 2022 State of Operational Technology Cybersecurity Report, right? And and the the first sentence in, in the executive summary states that the organizations are still moving too slowly towards full protection of their operational technology. And I completely agree with this, right? Uh, this is something that we're, I think every organization is struggling with, uh, but it, but it, the struggle is beyond like who owns it, who manages it, you know, from the security perspective, right? Um, <clears throat> but really since um, not, not Petya, you know, things like Colonial Pipeline, the Ukraine, the Ukraine uh, power grid, it is, we have gotten such a, such a focus on OT now that I, I, I could see it actually, you know, we'll start making some leap, you know, leapfrogs here happening uh, because the board of directors, they're paying attention. Um, you, you, you have uh, C-levels all paying attention and, and budget is, 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 is there to, because no one wants to be on CNN, right? <laughs> to be honest. I mean, and Willie, you mentioned the OT survey, and, and one of the statistics I found sobering was that 93% of the organizations that participated reported they'd had at least one successful intrusion, which actually makes me think 7% got breached and didn't realize it. But that brings up the point that, that I lived coming from the government perspective with intellectual property and IT networks. Uh, you could be penetrated, you could be exploited and be in denial. Normally we, you know, we knock, knock on the, hi, we're from government. We're here to help you. You've been, you've been victimized. No, we haven't. Well, is this your intellectual property? Yes. Well, we recovered it, you know, in a foreign command and control server. I don't think that happens in OT. I mean, it can be as stark as the lights go out. So I think to your point, OT attacks, even minor successful ones, I think are more visible to the organization than these IT-based intellectual property attacks. Does that, does that make sense as what's driving the the alarm in this yeah. area? Yeah, if you, if you just take from the standpoint of uh, it could be something minor and and it's not reported and, and not even really investigated to some extent, right? Um, and that could be just the adversary just poking. Um, but, but as it starts getting into the fact that, you know, one of the things we really pay attention to in OT is safety. Right. If you if you think about the C, the CIA triad, you know, for 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 security, you know, I kind of wrap that that one little pedestal that goes around the side. What you put your feet on, that's safety. It, it's the way I kind of model it, right? For and when you make an impact in OT, whether intentional or unintentional, adversarial or the insider that just didn't know, safety is is a concern and and can really impact a. a a line. Um, we could end up with the same situation we had. What was it? Early eighties uh, with the, with Tylenol, right? Where you're, you're from a, from a medical perspective, you could be hurting, hurting millions and millions of people. Um, but you also be, you know, letting 
uh, a pipeline go, you know, from a release gas, uh, a fuel, uh, oil, whatever, through a pipeline uh, by just because you, you decided you were, uh, uh, I wonder what this does. When you talk about the, the triad, I mean, I've, I've heard it said that one of the stark differences between OT and IT is security comes in third for OT, that you've got safety, you've got reliability, we don't want the process to go down, and then maybe a distant third is, is it secure? And that's, you know, that's different in the IT world where we worry about the security of the data, the, you know, is, is, is higher than third. Yeah. And, and I wonder if as things continue to change and with, you know, globally, right. If, if security isn't seen differently very, very short soon. Right. And, and, and maybe it's a, you know, if you think from a physical security perspective, it, it almost has to be looked at from that perspective. We're not really protecting data a lot of times from an IP perspective. You, but you may be. It may be a recipe you're trying to trying to protect, right? Um, but if you're protecting from a safety perspective, you're trying to protect uh, something from from a catastrophic event. If you thought of it from that perspective, it may be the the same type of controls you put in a, from a physical perspective. Yeah. Now, uh, Willie, when you when you talked about reasons you don't want to be on CNN, the headliner type of events, you talked about Colonial Pipeline. And certainly for yeah. me, working with government, ransomware is top of mind. Certainly it is with local government, where they seem to be the soft underbelly, the, the you know, the easy victim. And a lot of them have insurance, so it's an easy payoff, too. So uh, how do you see the issue of ransomware as a threat playing out? in operational technology and what should these organizations do about it? Oh, yeah, man. We, how much I, I ask easy have? questions. <laughs> <laughs> how much time do we have? Um, I, you know, I think ransomware is every bit as important to pay attention to in OT, uh, if not more. Um, because of the fact that you think from IT versus OT, IT, unless you make email, for a, for a, you sell email, email doesn't really make you money. OT makes you money. And I use that just because people can understand that, right? So if I, if I am a wind turbine, turbine and I make wind turbines, that operates technology makes me money. The fact that you don't have email doesn't, okay? If you don't have a file server, it doesn't make me money. So there's that aspect of things. But the fact that it can, you know, in OT, outside of, you know, I, I, you know, the easiest one to most people to understand is like nuclear, right? They probably, they still have, you know, that, that, uh, that air gap. Everywhere else, you know, at least the places I've worked, that that's a myth. There's something calling out there's and, or there is a, uh, you know, engineer that comes in, they, they, they do a, uh, they do a two week shift somewhere. They come in and they plug in their, their, their computer, or whatnot, and they're going to go out. I'm, I'm just listening to music, so I'm going out to Spotify. They, 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 they go out to the internet. Something that simple that you just opened up. Uh, and if there's that hole, there's other holes. Uh, and so that's where I think that it, it, the risk really for OT is going to be the broken processes that, uh, that are the individual that, that plugs in. They're not doing anything really, you know, with malintent. They're just trying to do their shift and maybe listen to music, right? Well, and, um, and, and I think a lot of it now, my experience really is that it's intentional connectivity, that the days of saying part of, uh, we had we had security by obscurity, 
because yep. nobody is still around who remembers how we coded this and knows the commands who doesn't work here. Or, you know, we had the fact yes. that these were not IP addressable devices. Well, the reality is now a lot of places say, why should I have to get in the Jeep and drive down the pipeline, you know, to go turn the control manually when, you know, I ought to be able to make these things be accessible. Maybe not over, maybe not from my corporate network, but, you know, from the right IP address, IP accessible. Like, like with everything else, the internet right. is transforming. So I think, and, and, and I realized this in government, we, we moved from saying OT is touching IT, somebody made a mistake to saying business made a conscious decision. You know, the internet's here to stay and it's going to affect OT. Does that, is, is that what you're hearing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the internet's not a fad, right? It's, it's absolutely here to stay. Uh, and, and yeah, I think that as we, you know, and I, I'm trying to think of the report that I that I re, re recently read, but it's like we are going to increase uh, the connected devices by 18% in, in, in a very, very short period of time. Uh, and, and I was actually just speaking with uh, some with the uh, the IP, ICS uh, security symposium, symposium in Canada yesterday. And the gentleman I was speaking with, uh, he was talking about how Back in the day, he felt like, you know, really from an insider perspective, he was the insider because you, you, you plug in things to make it work and, and, and you keep going because you didn't have those processes to stop it. Right. Um, today, if I plug in something just to make, to, hey, let me see how, how it works, USB drive. And the fact that I have rights to do that can, can impact an entire line. And, it, and, and not to mention, that, that may have malware calls on, calls out, et cetera, and bring something in. Uh, I, I think that the the world of OT and the connected world, they're definitely that that digital transformation. We are converging for sure, uh, yeah. and I don't think there's any way around it, right? So let's talk about the threat landscape for a minute. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've talked about ransomware. You mentioned NotPetya at the beginning of the conversation, not for me, coming from government, and I think it's now a conventional wisdom everywhere, not Petra was not really ransomware. Not Petra was wiperware, fairly thinly disguised Absolutely. as botched ransomware, because, you know, had it had it been unleashed as it was, it would have looked like a cyber act before. So what, what threats are the most acute, and, and how are they driving the response of the OT security community? I mean, what would you tell somebody to do if they said, my gosh, I've got ransomware, I've got wiperware, I've got, we've talked about advanced persistent crime, and the fact that these guys are, are becoming more specialized, Linux threats, which affect OT, are here to stay. With, with all this litany of bad things, where do I get started if I want to harden my, my OT environment? Yeah, yeah. And thanks for kind of taking that to the next level. Segmentation, right? Uh, I think, first of all, it's it's always the, I, I can't protect what I don't see, what I don't, what, I don't, what I don't know, right? So if I don't know if I have it, I can't protect it. So it, it's starting with that a good inventory, good visibility, and segmentation. Um, you know, Rich, I, I, if I understand, you've spent most of your career in, in, in you know, with, with some sort of within the uh, you know, military and or DOD, et, et cetera, somewhere in, in, you know, in government service, right? Three, three letter agencies, yeah. Right. Over here, I can't tell you how many networks I've seen that are just flat. And then we go from we go from a flat network to the cloud, and we, and we keep it flat in the cloud too. It's easy. Um, and segmentation is hard. 
but it, it is what's going to save you, right? It's, it's what's going to, uh, you know, if, if you think of from a zero trust perspective and always, you know, I want to always know who you are and, and can constantly authenticate you. And we go to the, the basic blocking and tackling of least privilege. Are you supposed to be here? No, then you're not allowed in there. Right. So we can do that through those simple things like and so a simple concept of segmentation. It's not simple to do. Right. It's, it's a lot of work and it's going to take a lot of focus. Yeah. Well, you, you mentioned zero trust, and I think zero trust is really a key strategy for driving both IT and OT security. And I come from the, you know, the national security world where we pioneered zero trust. Back before we called right. it zero trust, we called it need to know. I mean, we would physically right. segment your yeah. act, your access within a building based on the color and letters on your badge. Right. That's just mother's milk for me. Uh, it took the private sector, it took some high profile intrusions about 15 years ago, 10, 12 years ago, to make them realize a flat earth is not good for our global network. They needed segmentation. So the private right. sector actually took this idea, figured out how to do it, figured out how to give people the development rights, the, 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 the ability to run with a globalized distributed network while still having segmentation and while giving you limited privileges. If I need to read data, why in the world do I want to give you access to write to it or even worse, delete <laughs> contents? And I think that same principle applies in the OT world. You know, network yeah, access yeah. controls and then, you know, whitelist what's acceptable for. I mean, there are ways, I think, to say the same the same approach to security should work for OT devices that that works for IT and for human users. Right. Yeah. And, and Rich, I know you and I have had this conversation in the past, too, that, you know, this isn't zero trust isn't a new concept. We've been we're, we, we're kind of all in in a we're all down that journey to some extent. Now, I'm not building a skiff. Lord knows that'd be awesome, right? I, that, then I wouldn't have to worry about it, right? But I do have encryption. I, I do have, you know, uh, the two-factor. I am using, uh, you know, segmentation. Uh, <clears throat> I'm, I'm authenticating when I, where I should. So it's just a, you're just down that journey, just how far are you? Are you? Uh, and then rebranding it to zero trust, right? Um, and then, and but there's always, there's always those different pieces that that uh, maybe you haven't uh, taken to the next level, yeah. um, and and you know I don't apply encryption everywhere. Maybe I should, um, and 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 then and then applying things like, you know, DLP to watch it if it's you know data in motion at rest, uh, you know that sort of thing. So I I'm not necessarily watching the user. I'm watching data, focusing on data. That applies in OT as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot, but I think it, from an OT perspective, quite often what we find is um, it's easier to go up to HMI and just log in for the day versus what well, Jim has to log into and then, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, because that HMI is old. And so we haven't updated it. Uh, so um, I like the idea of, uh, of something that I, I, you know, we, we specifically say here at uh, Fortnite is like, you know, virtual patching. Uh, it is, is, a, is an awesome thing because you, you can uh, you can do a lot of compensating controls that are out there. Um, and I think it's it's talking to the operational technology folks, you know, that that automation engineer about what is a compensating control? What is a control security control? And it's all about partnering between the two. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. And, you know, on my feisty days, I've been known to say zero trust is a terrible name for a, for a concept we've been doing for a long time that in one sense, this is role based access control plus segmentation. You know, not not perfect fit, but that's largely it. So you, you talked about the long cycle, the fact that, you know, and you and I know in some cases people are using OT that's 20 plus years old and you don't really have that analog on the IT side except for some, you know, mainstream things in the back rooms and data centers. So what is your final one piece of advice you would give people who say, I want to get better. Um, what should I do? What's the number one thing that I should do? Um, yeah, I, I think that you know, we'll give you two, right? So really uh, embrace zero trust. It, it applies in OT as it does in IT, right? Um, <clears throat> you, you likely already own some of the tools. You just need to, to take the concepts and, and, and <clears throat> start applying them into, into OT. And there's a lot of good guidance from government. CISA has a maturity model. Uh, NIST has got, you know, a standard out there. We've got taxonomies. The fact that government isn't jamming a solution down your throat. They set standards for themselves, but people go, hey, this works for me too. Yeah, it's a roadmap, right? So I don't have to to create this by myself. And and most of them go literally from start to finish, right? So how do I crawl, walk, run? And then lastly, it's going to be that, uh, you know, automation, right? Whether it's AI, ML, it's uh, the SOAR, you know, automation orchestration, you cannot scale with people and, and, and really solve our problems in, with, in OT. We can't do it in IT either, but in really in OT, uh, because of the fact of things like obsolescence, right? We're, we, we have to keep these technologies uh, uh, running for so long. We need to look at something that allows us to do that and still protect the organization. And that's really going to be that embracing AI and ML. Yeah. I mean, the way I put it is we're focusing on closing the workforce and skills gap. Frankly, we're never going to get to as many people with the right skills to do everything, certainly manually. Computers are good at doing the ones and zeros bit. I tell them that, you know, in the SOC, there's nothing more soul sucking than coming in with all these certifications, wanting to defend your network and then being told, look at the screen, look for anomalies, figure out which ones are real and false. It's like computers are good at doing that. And I think OT, because it's about ones and zeros as process control, lends itself just as well, if not even, if not more to that kind of let the computer and security automation do the things to free up the people to be the human, the skilled operator. Right. Absolutely. And, and just, you know, if we just take that just one step further, you know, think about OT is really about repeated processes, right? No matter what, no matter what it is, whether I'm making a, a wind turbine, a, um, an, inha- an inhaler or, um, you know, passing uh, uh, something from uh, a box from one uh, manufacturing facility to another manufacturing facility, it is just, it, it's a, it's a repeatable process. So you, you would think, that it, you know, with the right right time and 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 with the right processes in place from AI, you should be able to start easily see the those zeros and ones that are wrong versus the ones that are right. But it will take time, and it's going to take some real dedication, I think, from from folks as you stand it up. Yeah, and I think we've got the tools. Um, I think we've got the attention. I think it's just a matter of spending the time the focus and frankly, spending the money to get there. But Willie, I think Absolutely. we've, 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 you know, we could talk on this one forever. Um, forever. I think we've probably done enough for, for now. Um, I appreciate the opportunity to have this, this uh, conversation with you. And uh, I look forward to having another one, hopefully not driven by a breach. You know, we'll hope it's hopefully. describing progress in a steady state. 
But Willie, it's been a, a great conversation. Well, thanks for having me, Jim. You know, and for my first one, you, it, you made it very, very easy and pleasant. Thank you.